0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Praise God. I tell you, it's such an honor to be here. Uh, for Pastor Mark and Sister Phyllis to ask me to come down, it, was, it, it just blew me away. So I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, they've been close to me for years, and you know... When I became a pastor, I may have stepped out a little too soon ahead of God. You know, you get excited. And uh, Pastor Mark was the only one, only one that would recognize me as pastor. I still have people today that don't recognize me as pastor, and that's all right. They just get a big fat, I don't care. It's all, I don't care. Uh, Because, you know, I know who I'm serving. I don't know who called me. Uh, I was called many years ago. three times for different people. You guys can be seated. That's fine. Sorry. Sorry. Three times by three different ministers in three different states, and I was six years old the first time, and they said I was going to be a minister. I was called to preach the gospel, and I thought, she is nuts. She's out of her mind. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to do that. Then later on, when I was 10 years old, uh, a man called me up front. Um, Mom and Dad used to drag me to meetings everywhere, everywhere, every meeting they could get to. We had meetings in storefronts right there in Bedford-on-the-Square Uh, I think, Pastor Mark, you remember preaching in some of those buildings and things. Um, And and at the end of the service, I always tried to hide. You know, when they did the prayer and they said they're going to pray for people, I would, you know, kind of hide my head down in the seat because I was afraid they were going to call on me to tell me something like that I was going to be a preacher. And uh, sure enough, I got called out there, and the man told me the same thing. Then I went down there to um, the Louisville uh, Tabernacle, and uh, um, Francis Hunter and them were down there. And I was called out at that point and was told that I was going to be a preacher. And at that point, I was 12 years old. And, and I thought, there is no way I am going to be a preacher. There is this, no, I don't like getting in front of people. Um, i just rather sit on the back row, be in the back. Uh, but God had other plans. And um, he knew how to get me, and he got me because of my wife. I met her. And uh, she, just, she just turned my world upside down. And uh, I was afraid I would never be able to marry her. And I told the Lord, you can't make deals with God, but he humors us. Yeah. And I remember on my dad and mom's balcony, I got up there and I said, Lord, if you just let her marry me, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. <laughs> so to make a long story short, when we got married and had the first uh, baby, Kaylee back there, my daughter, oldest daughter, uh, the Lord reminded me of that. And I couldn't run no more, so I went back to church and I got myself in church and uh, listened to Brother Mark down there at the at the camp meetings and, and I, you know, I grew up when I was a little child, Mom and Dad. I grew up on uh, cutting my teeth on faith, the faith, you know, Old Roberts, Kenneth Hagen, uh even a little bit of Jimmy Swaggart. I always said if I was going to preach, I was going to slap the altar and preach like Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> Never happened yet, uh, but. You know, I grew up on that, and then when I got back in to church, a little church in Fayetteville, we went there. I mean, we had church Sunday night, sometimes Monday night, sometimes Wednesday night, and we had camp meetings all week long, sometimes three services a day. I remember going to those things, and I, I felt like it was time for me to step out, and then Pastor Mark said he would do whatever he had to do to help me, and he's been there for me ever since. So I'm very honored, and I tell you what, I know you guys know that, but you guys are so blessed to have a man and woman of God with such integrity, such integrity. And we have been treated like, I can't imagine, you know, being treated like that. I mean, they, they blessed us in the hotel room with snacks and stuff. She blamed it on Pastor Mark. He went and shopped for us. We got all kinds, I mean, I, there's a way I could eat all that. But man, I, I've been trying. I, I, I've taken a bite of this and that and But we have been treated with royalty, I have to say. So I thank you for that. All right, let's get into the Word. Amen. Amen. You know, God, uh, for the last year and a half, two years, He's been really dealing with me to teach on uh, people becoming uh, more like Him, of course, but to know how to be alive and live life and not just be here. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a greater level of living in Christ than, than most churches and most people uh, who know God even live. Uh, but there's, there's a structure to doing that. You know, if you want what that person got, you got to do what that person did to get what they got. And some people don't want to do that. But God laid it out very simple in His Word on how to do these things. He gave me this. He said, uh, "...your destiny is, is a product of your decisions." Your decisions are a product of your habits. Your habits are a product of your thought life. And your thought life is the product of your focus. So what are we focusing on? You know, if we don't spend time in the Word on a daily basis, if we don't spend time in the Word uh, uh, talking to God and and praying and and singing praises to God on a daily basis, you're going to run out of fuel. You, you You can't go by memory. You know, I remember growing up as a little boy, I got my first motorcycle. Dad gave me so much gas to put in it. And once that ran out, it ran out. But I noticed that sometimes when he needed gas for his lawnmower, he would go to one of his truck or the car and siphon gas out with a cut off piece of hose. So I thought, well, I can do that. You know, when, when mom and dad are gone, I could go grab that garden hose myself. And I could put it in the tank, uh, put it in, siphon it out, and put some in my motorcycle. Well, the first time I did that, um, it didn't go out very well. I mean, it did go out. It went out my nose. It went out everything. I mean, it went in my mouth because it wasn't a clear hose, so you couldn't see how quickly the gas was coming. And I just watched Dad, and it just looked perfect to hit me. He just sucked it out, and it started running. I said, that's cool. I'm going to do that. No, it came out my nose. I had snot dripping everywhere. Um, didn't stop me from riding the motorcycle, but I did put it in there. And and until one day, uh, dad got a new fangled one, it it was kind of corrugated plastic and mom's car, uh, back in the late seventies, um, they began to put tamper-proof gas tanks in with these little doors, little metal doors. And, um, I stuck that hose down in there and then it clamped on it, couldn't get it out. And I knew it was about time for Dad to come home. Here I am behind her cars, back when the gas tanks were behind the car. Uh, and I'm hiding, and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, so I finally just jerk it, and it rips, and it falls in the gas tank. <laughs> so I'm there with half a new suction, siphon tool of Dad's, and he looks at me, and he knows what I did. So he tells me in a very uh, stern way from on my behind, that that was never gonna happen again. Do I understand that? And I couldn't ride my sickle for over two months and it was such a hard time. I mean, it was such a hard time uh, watching all my friends ride theirs. But to this day, if that car is still running, there is a plastic hose <laughs> in there. Um, so I never siphoned gas But What I said that to say this, you know, it didn't matter how much I knew what the gas looked like, smelt like, and even tastes like, I could sit on that motorcycle and think about that gas and it still wouldn't start that motorcycle. The same thing applies to the Word. You have to feed on it. Yeah. You can do it by memory, but there's no fuel behind it. Amen? Do you understand it? We have to read the Word and feed on it so it's coming from a full tank and not from an empty tank. Right. So it, de- it determines your outcome. So what you do on a daily basis is going to determine your outcome each day, next month, next year. Uh, so we got to press in. we got to stay focused. We've got to understand what God said about it, not what the world's saying. Amen. Amen. Don't worry about what Dow Jones, is, Dow Jones is doing. You need to worry about what Jesus Christ said. Yeah. Amen. We're not going to worry about that. God's got this. The, the gas prices, he told me, I got so frustrated. I've always been a very political person anyway. And uh, I ran for office and had big dreams. and I'm still running for office this year for, you know, trustee. Um, but I've learned that I really don't want to get in politics. It's, it's, it's very unforgiving. Um, but You know, I look at the gas prices, and I follow what's going on, and it would aggravate me. And God said, here's one thing I want you to do. I want you to never look at that price and think, anger, negativity, nothing. So it gets to the point, you know, I don't even look at the price. I just pump the gas. Uh, And, and of course, I use a debit card. I try not to look at the amount that went in. But God said, I will supply all your need, but it's according to my riches in my glory. So he's got to get glory somewhere to get the riches to you. Does that make sense? There's got to be some glorifying of God for those riches to come in. Amen? And the church doesn't do that. We don't do it. I'm not saying you. You guys are. I'm sure you guys are great. Amen? But people, uh, per se, doesn't take the Word of God to the level it needs to be. They've got the greatest weapon they have ever had in their hands and they don't pick it up except for Sunday morning. Amen? we got to pick this up every single day, whether it be an actual book or your tablet or whatever. I've tried to upgrade and use my tablet, but it just don't feel right. I, I can't do it. I, I mean, I will look it up because uh, it does have about every translation I can probably get, and I can get it quicker, uh, but I can't seem to just want to hold that and read the Bible. I want to hold the actual Bible. Amen. So let's go to um, start out with oh, one more thing. One more thing I want, to, I want to tell you. I wrote this down. The Lord gave it to me. The word offended when you write it down and you spell words out from it, I can't remember what they call that. Is that an acronym? Is that what they call that? The word offended means if, if offended forfeits faith, ensures new disasters every day. If you get offended by what God says, it's going to open the door for many disasters. You know, the thing is, uh, what we're going to read in, in Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Most of you probably know where I'm going. But how many know the Word of God doesn't get old? Right. Amen. It, it just, it's living. It's alive. I'll read something and, and it'll just jump out at me. It'll just, I've read it for many years and didn't even see it or didn't see it in the context that, that the Holy Ghost brought out to me. But I'm going to read and start verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. He gives you the answer. He, He just don't leave you hanging. He gives you the answer. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey His voice, and thou mayest cleave unto Him, for He is life and length of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. So... God's saying, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And He says, choose. How many know you've got to choose? Now what happens if you don't choose? You default to the curse and the death. You default. People don't understand that. Well, I don't choose death. Well, did you choose life and blessing? No, then you've defaulted for the devil to do what he wants, when he wants, and how long he wants. Amen? So you've got to choose life on a daily basis. This thing is the most powerful thing you could ever have. This thing here, and if, if people don't understand that, I, you know, I used to get on my kids all the time when they were little, you know, it's, they would hear it at school, that scared me to death. I said, don't say it." It didn't scare you to death. You're not dead. Don't say that. Uh, you, you're calling things in. Of course, they're little and they did not understand that. And, and the Lord's correct me over the years. I mean, I used to, my kids would mess up because I was so serious about getting, you know, close to God and making sure they would mess up. And I'd say, what would happen if the Lord came back? You'd go straight to hell. What are you doing? I mean, just get on to them. You know, and they're little kids going, oh had to repent of that, you know, and, and my grandkids don't have to suffer that because I, I did bring them up and tell them, hey, look, that was wrong. Dad shouldn't have done that to you. He, you know, you, uh, that wasn't going to happen to you. But I was trying to keep on that straight and narrow path. I mean, how many know you can't do that with, with force? You can't do that. You got to do it out of love. Jesus walked on the earth. He did everything out of love. He didn't do it out of force. He didn't make anybody do anything. Now, he spoke the truth in love. Sometimes it, it hurts some Pharisees and Sadducees, amen, but it, he spoke it in love. But it's all about taking the Word and applying it to your life and letting it regurgitate it, so to speak. That sounds kind of gross, but get this back out of your mouth. God says, my Word won't return to me void. So someone has to return that Word to it. Amen. And if it's not in you, then it's not going to do any good. Now, you may have it by memory and you're re-quoting it, but you're, you're quoting it off of an empty tank. It's not going to, it's not going to have, it doesn't have the fuel to, to, to move to the place it needs to be. So God needs to know it's coming from within you from a full tank, not from an empty tank. Yeah. Amen. You can think about the, the, you know, fried chicken all day long. Amen. I always do this on Sunday and get, uh, I got brother Mark Norman back there and he just gets to salivate it. Just, I mean, he just, I talk about fried chicken and mashed potatoes with butter running all over them. And I said, now we can think about that all day here, but never get full. Why? Because it doesn't work by your memory. It has to work by actually feeding on it. And so does the Word of God. So it's important for us to do that. It's important to to press in and take time. Now, all of us have different levels. You know, I'm not a big avid reader. I know it sounds strange for a pastor, but I just don't like to read. I'd rather listen. Uh, but, but if you can read four verses, then read it. God will meet you at where you're able. But for long, I guarantee you, if you'll just apply that and make yourself disciplined enough to just read the Word of God at your level, next thing you know, you'll be reading for an hour and not even know it. That's how God does. He'll meet you at where you can start. And then He will fulfill the rest. He'll change your life. This is the only thing that's going to change people's lives. You know, I hear people all the time, what's wrong with this world? What's wrong with this world? In my flesh, you know, I, you know you've heard of people getting hit with the ugly stick. I said, there's a stupid stick out there. But my gosh, there is people that got hit with the whole daggone tree. I mean, the tree got cut down on them. I'm thinking, because they don't know what a woman is? And they, know what, they said, men can have babies? Man, that tree, two trees fell on them. But it, that's the flesh. Now, now I can't, you ain't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to talk that way. But the problem is is this. It's the lack of this. People have gotten rid of this, the principles of this, and, it, and people are confused. They're blinded. And, and what they think is right is wrong. You know, the Bible says that. that that'll happen in the last days. But we don't have to be that way. We can read this Word and we can make changes in the area that we've been planted so that people see the goodness of God and the love of God like never before and draw them unto Him for their salvation. And it's, we're, we're not the only one it's affecting. When we put this Word in us, it affects lives around us. We create an atmosphere, an atmosphere of the glory of God and the presence of God. I've had people, uh, when I've come into the, in, in, a, in a place and I've just got through praying or something, um, and I could see the demonic forces in them, and, and it, it happened at Walmart. <sighs> Figure that. Yeah. At Walmart. And I would be out there, and I'd pull in, and I just be, got done with my prayer, my morning prayer, and I would see something that wasn't right, and I would just start taking authority over the devil. Do you know that person would look straight at me, and they'd be across the parking lot. Don't tell me that demons don't hear you. Yeah. They hear you. Now that person may not have known what he was doing, but it was the demon that was working in that person that was that was looking at me, and I just I don't stop. I pray. I take authority over it, uh, and that's what we're called to do. We're called to take authority over demonic. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle against the spiritual realm, not the people. It's not the people that we need to be upset with. It's the devil behind the people that we need to be upset with, you know. And the devil traps me all the time. The devil traps me. I mean, I'm flesh. And, and for anybody, I used to think, you know, man, Pastor Mark, he don't have any of the problems. None whatsoever. And it wasn't until we actually sat down and talked, he had the same problems I got. He deals the same things I did with. Amen. And and, and I, I thought, well, there's no way, which I have never seen him this, but I'm sure Mark gets upset every once in a while. I'm sure he gets upset driving down in Evansville. I, I you know, I, I'm sure he does, uh. I was taking uh, Pastor Mark Norman with me and his wife and me and Angel was going out to Sam's to get some stuff. And uh, this, this lady driving this big old truck and I was in, I was in our car and um, she cut me over and cut off. And I'm like, whoa. And of course, that was a day I, I didn't spend time with God like I should. And, and she's just throwing her arms up in the air and I said, what is wrong with her? And, and so I slammed on the brakes and I tried going, she cuts over this way. So I get back over this way. and She wasn't going to let me around her. And then about that time, she began to point to heaven with a certain finger. (laughs) You know, Jesse plans talks about Tabasco sauce. I skipped the Tabasco. I mean, I was on fire. I mean, it just went up there. And I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Ghost, if if, He will protect you, He will protect you. But I, I, I don't know what I was going to do. But I raised my hands, and I went, yay! I mean, it tickled her. She's looking in her rear view, and I see she started laughing at me. And I thought, where in the world did that come from? How mancho was that? What in the world? And Brother Mark said, well, if we get up beside her, I'll, I'll tell her what for. And I said, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But God protected me. I mean, I could have chewed on the glass. I could have hollered through my hands up in the air. But for some reason, I I don't know what I was going to do. It wasn't going to be pretty probably, but then I just started clapping my hands and going, yay. And it just came out without me noticing. Amen. God will protect you. He will. But you have to let Him protect you. You have to give Him the ability. And I give God full control of my mind, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart. Every day I let Him have control, and I want to be a blessing. You talked about that. I want to be a blessing to to people because we've been called to be a blessing so that we can what? Inherit a blessing. There's a purpose behind it. Amen? Uh, Go with me to um, Proverbs chapter 6. Now I minister with quite a bit of Scripture, which is a good thing. I like to tell stories as well, but sometimes my stories and the Lord has to stop me and say, okay, that's enough. Get, get back in the Word. <laughs> Amen. But I, I try to make it real for people to let you know that, you know, we're all human and we all have problems. We all have mistakes that we make. Thank goodness for God's grace, that it's, it's never ending. And, and we, if, we, if we mess up, just repent and pick yourself up and carry on. But the biggest trick of the devil is to remind you of your faults, to make you condemned, Because he knows if you're depressed and sad. You know, religion made me feel like I had to have, you know, one day of sadness, two (laughs) days of condemnation, and three days of discipline. I mean, just I no, I can't have that because I'm being disciplined. You know, but that's not the case. If you repent, you truly repent from God to God of your sin, then it's it's done. It's like it never existed. You've been justified, justified, never sinned. But you've got to repent. You've got to recognize that you made the mistake and repent. Chapter 6. Verse 2, notice what it says. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So your words are going to either set life in motion or death in motion. Traps in motion or victories in motion. It all depends on what you're speaking. You have to speak God's word, not any other circumstance. Um, you know, I, I, got a, I got a cat. Uh, and I got two cats. But um, for some reason, she went blind. Just like that, overnight. I don't know what it was, whether it was a high blood pressure. You know, I have kind of read up on it. But I went out there, and of course, she must have been lost underneath the house, because they can get underneath the house. Um, And she had all kinds of webs on her face, and and she was bumping into everything. She she just bumps into everything. And um, the Lord said, just call her healed. So, you know, people think I'm crazy, but that's all right. I call her healed. I laid hands on her, and I told her she is healed. And every day I get up, and she hears my voice, and she'll look in my direction. She's healed. And I told her, I said, we've already declared that, Frisky. Your name's Frisky. I said, you're healed in the name of Jesus, so you need to be thanking God every day. Are you thanking God? And of course, she just looks. <laughs> and I'm fully expecting her to, her, high, her eyes to be open. If If God did it for one, He'll do it for others, and she's important to me. She keeps the mice away. Uh, and she can't do that very well if she can't see. So therefore, she's got to see. Amen? And, and her, I call her her sister. They're no worse sisters. But uh, when she went blind, it's, I don't know if animals sense that, but she was mean to her. And I had to get on to her. I said, that's not Christ-like. What are you doing? You can't be that way. You need to help your sister. So uh, we've got to, no matter what it is, I speak to my trees. My trees got, when I planted them, when we first bought our property, it was, it was an open field. Uh, And I planted trees because I like trees. So I planted trees in the yard. got a mole around them, but I still like them. Uh, And they got a disease and began to split, every one of them. And God said, "What don't you just lay hands on them? It says all of creation groans within itself, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because they are subject to us and what we declare. So I just, I I drive around as I'm mowing. I didn't have a zero turn, so I could let one arm go. And I would mow around them, have my hand on them, and I'd just say, Thank you, Lord. You're going to live and not die. And you're going to grow and you're going to go strong and you're going to be no storm or anything's going to take you out. And you're going to grow fast because I ain't got a whole lot of time. I want some shape. Yeah. So, and they have. They've shot up, they've grown, all their little wounds of being to heal. Uh, so, everything that I do, I put God in the middle of it. And it does work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you got to be patient. It ain't going to happen overnight. It could. But a lot of times we have to walk out our faith. We've got to walk it out, just like some miracles and healings and things. We pray for people. Sometimes that has to be walked out. Some people get healed immediately, but a lot of times it has to be walked out. Why? Because you need to strengthen this faith in your life, this strong faith to where you can believe to receive regardless of what the circumstance looks like today, tomorrow. But I believe my cat's healed. I believe my trees are good. Uh, But I speak that every day. I don't speak anything negative. And I'll catch myself when someone says, how's your cat doing? Can she see? And, and I almost say, not yet. But you know what? We can't say that. I say, yes, she can see. She's already got that healing. She just don't know it yet. Amen? She's already healed. And I'm expecting to give a testimony on that. And you know, again, people think I'm crazy, but that's all right. Amen? Uh, go with me to Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 20, it says a man's belly, now that the word man means mankind, so it's man and woman, shall be satisfied with the fruit of his or her mouth, and with the increase of their lips shall they be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We read that in Deuteronomy. He set forth blessing and cursing, life and death, and it's in the power of our tongue. Now the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. Yeah. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Yeah. So, whatever we deem the most important is what we're going to put before our eyes, before our ears, what we're going to meditate on, and that's what's going to come out of our mouth. Right. And when we sow those words, there's demonic forces and angelic forces yeah. looking to move. Right. You know, some of us ain't putting to work our angels like we should. We need to be declaring the word of God because it says the angels hearken unto the voice of the word. Somebody's got to give voice to the word. Yeah. They don't move by any other word but the word of God. So we've got to give voice to this word so that they can go to work. And so many people forget that when they don't talk the word, they're talking the negative, so therefore it defaults and the devil, demonic forces go at it to do the damage to you that they want to do. So we've got to be very careful. We've got to guard our heart with all diligence. And guard this mouth. My grandma used to say, if you ain't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So if, if it didn't line up with the word, don't speak it. Amen. And sometimes there's days I don't talk much because I don't feel right, so to speak. Amen. I'm not feeling that right standing. I'm mad. I'm upset. So I just keep my mouth shut. Amen. That's the best thing for you. Amen. Because you're going to speak something that you're going to pay for. Every word we're going to sow a harvest and reap a harvest on, it's going to come back on us. Amen. So we've got to be very careful. A lot of times if I do mess up, I say, I tear that harvest up real quick. I didn't give it time to grow, Lord. So go ahead and just rip that up. Amen. I repent of it. But sometimes uh, habitual. A lot uh, there was a number here I wrote down. Let me tell you what that is. 75 to 80% of the things you do throughout the day you do unaware. Unaware. It's just a habitual subconscious you just do it. Uh, driving, you know, some people how many of you ever drove home and don't remember you driving home? Yeah. Amen. Did I go that way? What way did I go? Amen? So it's a habitual thing that happens because your your subconscious takes over and it takes you there. So you need to make sure your spirit man is in charge at all times. And the only way to do that is to make sure he's full of food to do so. It reacts just the way the body acts. If you don't feed yourself, eventually you'll die. Amen? I'll take a long time to die, but (laughs) amen, especially with the snacks that Mark got me. But you got to feed yourself. Amen. You've got to drink of the living water, which is the Word of God. Amen. And if you don't drink physical water, you'll die too. So, and it, it, But it's the only thing, thank God, it's the only thing that you can never drink too much of or eat too much of. Now, water you can drink too much, it'll kill you. Food you can eat too much, it'll kill you. I don't see how some of them guys do them contests. It's crazy. But they eat and eat and eat, and, and, and man, I can't see it. But... We've had some good food here this tonight. It's to yesterday and today. I tell you, we had uh, a zip pizza. I-, I had an epiphany. Mark told me that it's pizza spelt backwards. I did not know that. I just me and, I and my wife. We'd say we'd go, we got one in Bloomington. I'd say that's a strange name for a pizza place. A zip. That's just, that's strange. And he said, Well, it's pizza spelt backwards. I went. It is. Wow. <laughs> I got enlightened. Amen? <laughs> that tells you how much attention I pay to certain things. Uh, I've done very well to stay away from food, uh, but it's hard to. It's hard to. Amen? Especially you know, church. We just associate church and food. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happens, but you know, my church is always planning dinners after church. Dinners after church. Amen? If we don't have a dinner, we go somewhere to eat. Amen? It's just part it's the way it was when I grew up. Hardee's, McDonald's. After church, mom and dad, they, we'd go there. I mean, it was just—I I, I went to church because I could eat. <laughs> Amen. I knew we were going to eat. And Arby's came to town. We went to Arby's. Oh man, that was fun. Had a good time. Amen. But let's get back to this. The Lord said, "Okay, stop. Go back up." All right. Uh, Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse twenty-three. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth, notice this, and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to thy bones. Now pleasant words, there's only one pleasant word in my words, a book of pleasant words is the Word of God. Because it's the only thing that's going to give health to your bones. It says it literally causes health to your body the more you feed on it. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, and there's a lot of that going on, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He that laboreth laboreth himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. So your mouth is going to want to speak the wrong things all the time. Especially. Especially when you, you've got the Tabasco starting to run up and you go to Walmart. You know, uh, I use Walmart because that's, that's an awful place. Uh, it is. It is every bad thing. Um, every bad thing goes on there, especially if you go late at night. You see a lot of stuff. Now, our Walmart closes. I don't know about yours, but it closes now at ten o'clock, so we don't see as much. Um, but you know, I always had a problem with um, gro- uh, grocery carts being left, you know, five feet, ten feet from the corral. I have a problem with that. It bothers me so bad, and I would, I would get out there, and I would mouth, as, not scream, but I would mouth so people could hear me. Lazy, stupid people. I tell you what. Bah, 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 bah. I would get so mad. And the Lord, he, he arrested me on it. He said, Look, I want you to understand something. You know, you've been talking about what you say. Every day you get in there and you see all these carts and you call these people stupid, lazy people, you're producing stupid, lazy people. <laughs> start calling them discipline, self control. They love to put their carts up. And He said, And furthermore, anytime you see a cart, I want you to start taking it in. That's not my cart. I have conversations with God a lot. That's not my job. It's their, they got it. So bless them. He said, here's the other thing I want you to do. When you take their carts that they left out there, I want you to just pray over it. So the next person that gets it, there'll be an anointing on it that, that touches their life. Oh, okay. So that makes a lot more sense. But, you know, it, it's easy for anybody to get in the flesh. We can all get in the flesh. Uh, and I don't mind, you know, I know there's young girls that have two babies and they don't want to leave their baby in the car to go, put that stuff doesn't bother me. But some people are just very capable of taking that cart. Yeah, yeah. And I still got to watch myself because mm, I, get, I get frustrated. I thought it's not that hard, people. And, and, and it's just like going to a grocery store. How many know you walk in a grocery store like you drive down the road? you got to exactly. one way and another way. Right. You don't go the opposite. We're not in Europe. That's Right. <laughs> It frustrates me. And I'm like, what are you doing, people? We need to put signs in Walmart. This is the way you go. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> so now you know my pet peeves. Pray for me. Mercy. Uh, but, you know, and we're all human, though. And, sure, and you all laugh because I know you probably think, in, if not the same thing, but you got other things that bother you. But God knows, he knows our frailty. That's why he sent his son. And he knows that if we just feed on this more, we'll start having more compassion for people instead of calling them stupid people. Amen? You know, uh, you know we, yeah, we need to call things that be not as though they were. Take that, take that from God. He, if we call these people smart and, and full of energy and just ready to put their carts up and help the people that work there. I mean, why? Because those people don't help you anymore. But anyway, no. It's hard to get good customer service anymore. Amen. They just don't. They just look at you. You're trying to reach something, they look at you. You know, I'm not very tall, and I'll try as hard as I can to get something, and they just look at me. And sometimes I pick her up, and we get it. Got to do what you got to do. I've seen one of them. He hid one of them, uh, one of them uh, poles, and now I go get it. I get it myself. Amen. But I about knocked the whole water rack down doing that one So, but we so we need to pray for our businesses and the customer service and call things to be not so they were. If not, we're just gonna we're just it's just gonna be miserable every day. Amen. Because we can find something to be miserable about every day. You just walk out of your house and, and I don't know about your neighbors, but sometimes neighbors can get on your nerves. Not my neighbors, if they're watching. Uh, <laughs> drive down the road a little bit, and they get on my nerves. But uh, no, they don't. The Lord said, "No, you've been, you've been praying. Don't count that off. They're a blessing to me. Amen. They're a blessing to me. So it's it's a diligent thing we have to train ourselves. We got to train ourselves to speak right. We got to train ourselves and discipline ourselves to read His Word, to feed on His Word, so that we'll have the fuel to be able to get through the day." If you're just a Sunday morning Bible opener, I guarantee you by Tuesday, probably Monday evening in this world we're in now, you're out of gas. You better pick it up and read the Word of God. Well, I don't understand it. Just ask the Holy Ghost. Ask the Holy Ghost to reveal it to you. Get a a different translation. Amen. Not all translations I agree with. That's why I've got 14. And I go through them, and I figure out what what best fits, what I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me. Uh, Now that I've got the tablet, I can... Easily get it, and I don't have to go get those Bibles. Before, I had my whole dining room table. I'd have them all out, and then I'd forget which, where'd I put that one over here? You know, the Passion Translation or the Message Translation. But um, it's important, what, no matter what, to read the Word of God. Right. To read the Word of God, because it's going to give you the, the tools to get through this everyday life, plus get you the tools to get through any disaster that the devil tries to throw at you. Uh, we have to speak it. It will change things. It will change things but it's just like a seed sown in the ground. Every word we say is a seed sown. That seed don't grow up overnight. It has to be watered. And it's watered with the Word. So the more you read the Word, the more uh, able you are to speak the Word and call things to be not as though they were. You know, I always told people, and I've told my church, you pray once and you thank Him after that. There's no sense in praying what you prayed once. If you believe God answered, then it's already done. Faith is, is the substance of things hoped for. So therefore, once you pray, it's as if it's already done. So therefore, you thank God from that point. Lord, I thank you that that's done. I thank you. I received that, Lord, and until it comes to pass. You know, we, we, when we went to build our church, we put our sign up, Future Home, Life, Missions, Ministries. The sign rotted down pretty much before we laid our first stone. But I was never moved by what I saw. I knew that it would be built, and we're debt-free today. Amen. God is a good God. And we, you know, we did get a mortgage on the first part of it, and I had roughly anywhere from 10 to 15 people averaged on a Sunday morning. But, you know, we paid off almost $100,000 in seven years. Now, that's not us. That's God. God does it, not us. Uh, and then we built our addition on debt-free, totally debt-free. So it works. If you just work the Word, it'll work for you. But you've got to work it. You can't expect your car to drive you home. You've got to do something to make it drive you home. The same thing goes with the Word. You've got to work the Word. Speak the Word. Declare the Word. Call things to be not as though they were, call yourself. You know, the problem is a lot of times we we don't call things for ourselves. Amen. You need to call yourself happy and blessed, full of wisdom, amen. Every day. Um, you know, I've heard Joyce Meyer say she she gets up every day and I love to exercise. I haven't got there yet. Uh, <laughs> I have a hard time saying that, but I I'm trying. Amen. But call things about yourself that you want to see. And see yourself as already been completed. Amen. And God will make those things come to pass, especially when you're feeding on the Word of God. He'll hone those things that you, your dreams that you've been wanting. He says He'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, those desires have got to line up with the Word of God. Amen. If you got a husband, He's going to send you another one. Amen. He can fix the one you got. Amen. If you want him fixed. Amen. Yeah, that's that's another preaching sermon. All right. That's a seminar. That is a seminar. Maybe two. (laughs) All right, Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 9. How much time do I got, Pastor Mark? Yeah, you got to tell me sometimes. All right, we'll get this going. Psalms 119, verse 9. I love this. It says, whether with all or how, Shall a young man, I mean that's any age, cleanse his way by taking heed and according to thy word. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just I try not to mess up. I try not to do that. Well, if, you're, if, if that's the truth, then it's the reason is you're not feeding enough on the word. Because you're going to fall. You're gonna not, not going to cleanse your way if you're not feeding enough on the word. And I know when I don't feed the word, yeah. that's when I mess up. That's when I mess up. Like that day, I clap my hands. Thank goodness the Holy Spirit was there to make me clap my hands. It looks stupid. I'm trying not to say that word. My, my wife and them get on to me. The word stupid, we're trying to teach the kids not to say that. Uh, but it's simpleness or ignorance. or I think it sounds better than being ignorant. I think stupid sounds better. But, <laughs> you know, tit for tat, whatever. But if we don't read the Word, we're going to mess up. Things are going to come out of our mouth that we don't intend. And I always tell people, you know, a lot of us, you know, B.C. before Christ, we sowed a lot of seeds. We canned a lot of jars in our cellar. <laughs> Amen? And when something goes wrong in your life and something just clicks, like the other day, <clears throat> we was down at Huber Orchard Winery going to get some fruit and vegetables. In my knee, I've tore a ligament uh, meniscus in my left knee and in my right knee. And arthritis, they're telling me, you know, so I'm like, okay. So i got a brace on this one. But it was before I had my brace, I was hurting so bad. And so she had to drive, and I had McCain with me. And uh, she's pulling in. We drove the, uh, the big church suburban because we was getting a bunch of stuff. And uh, this car, she was trying to pull in. She goes, I don't know if I can get it in there. She said, yeah, you can. You can do it. Just pull and then back up and then go straight in. We'll get it in there. So as she was doing that, this car, two men and two ladies, Come around and about ran over us while we, she was trying to back this thing up. Well, one of the, the devil knows that if you want to get on my bad side real quick, I, I learned this from my dad. Be mean to my wife or my kids or somebody I love. So I'm sitting there and, and, and they all just look. And she finally gets in there and, and she gets out of the car. And I'm, I'm getting ready to get out of the car. I'm trying to get all my stuff together, get my knee moving and all that stuff. And I see every one of them come around to the back of our car and just look at her. Whoa! I just got mad. But when you got a bum leg, you can't move very fast. I was trying to get out of that car. I was trying to grab my cane. I was gonna. I was gonna point that cane at them, give them my best six million dollar man look. I practiced that when I was a kid. I practiced raising that eyebrow because I thought it looked so tough and so cool. So by the time I got out of the car, they were gone. I said, where did they go? <laughs> she goes, I don't know. <sighs> they left. They're gone somewhere. They both went scattered in different directions. So we go in there and get our fruit and vegetables and things we want to buy. And I'm scanning. I don't even remember what they look like. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. I was trying to remember what they look like. So if I did see them, I was going to give them that $6 million dollar man look. Lift up my shirt because I was packing. And I got my cane. That's the flesh. I'm just I'm just I'm just being real with you. So, needless to say, I, I just let all that go. I just he said, Lord said, just bless him. Just bless him. So I did. I blessed him. And we decided we was gonna go eat at the restaurant. So we go to the restaurant and we're eating. And uh we get ready to leave and she says, I want to get some pictures. She went, Oh my goodness. I said, What? She said, They're sitting right behind us. <laughs> and they stared at us the whole time we were paying. Staring, staring, and, and and Lord said, Don't you dare look at them. <laughs> Why? He's got to no, know what you're gonna do. I said, I'm just gonna look at him six million dollars. Just stare at him. He said, You're not gonna look at him. I said, Lord, let me look at him. He said, No, you're not gonna look at him. I want you to get up and I want you to bless them as you walk out. That's why well, I'm not paying for the dinner. He said, I didn't tell you to pay for the dinner. <laughs> Which the Lord's made me do that before too, but thank God He didn't make me. But I just said, I ain't paying for the dinner. He said, I didn't tell you to pay for I told you to bless them. Bless them, love them. <laughs> you know what? I did. And then, <laughs> then we're going back to our car, and guess who parked right beside us? Uh-huh. And every thought that I could think of, I could poke that valve stem and break it off. They have a flat tire. They came from Illinois. the old bummer town, anyway. I tell people, you shouldn't call, you shouldn't call Obama old bummer. Well, he isn't a bummer. Until he gets saved, then I'll call him Obama. But, all right. That went over like a lead balloon. All right. Anyway, that, I learned that from my dad, too. See, I got good teaching. He always he always called him Obama instead of Obama. But anyway, uh, needless to say, I did not do anything to the car. I blessed their car for their tra- safe trip back home, and we got home and everything was fine. But you never know when the devil's going to raise his head and cause you to feel a certain way. And I've got always got and I've always been real protective of my wife and my kids. You know, I've been many times I had to repent. You know. I, when my daughter played basketball, it was, it was not a good I had to eventually set up on the top row. And I wasn't mean to referees, I didn't do that. I, I would holler out and stuff. But um, one time she was at a ball game and, and they had her do the books. And I'm sitting there two rows behind her, and this old man with a cane was sitting there. And, and I noticed he'd keep looking, he'd shake his head, he'd mouth something. Like, what was he doing? And um, finally, he tapped her on the shoulder, which, geez, that didn't go good. Which, my wife's half Cuban. If you know anything about Latinos, they can give you a tongue lashing like you've never felt before in your life. And I mean that with all the love I can get to tell you. I mean that. But anyway, she, she turned around, and I seen her face. She was aggravated. And he was starting to raise his voice. So I tapped my, and of course, I'm a preacher, mind you. And this is Saturday, and I got to preach about love and all the good stuff on Sunday. <laughs> And I tapped him on the shoulder as hard as I could, and he turned around, and I said, you do not shake your head at my wife. You do again, I'll rip your head off. You understand me? And he looked over his son, and I said, I'll rip his head off too. You understand me? I'll beat you with that cane. Now, I'm not trying to glorify the sin. I'm just telling you. I didn't read the Bible that whole weekend. I did not. So after all that, he got up and left, and God said, you feel better? And I went, no. Because I knew the conviction that I was on. And I tried to catch up with that man to apologize to that man. But I couldn't. So I asked God, Lord, just cause him to forgive me. Cause him to forgive me. And I thought, Lord, how am I going to preach tomorrow? How am I going to, after all that? So, you know, they, they heard the story. But I let God do the talking anyway. I, I don't want to prepare nothing. I don't want to do anything on my own. I want Him to lead and guide me. Every time that I study the Word for, for a sermon, I say, Lord, I give You full access. Full access. You tell me what you want to talk about. Now, He lets, gives me freedom to add in, and, but I don't want to tell you anything that's not right because Your blood is on my hands. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So, it's whatever the Word says is what we do and what we say. If it's not in the Word, we ain't going to do it. Now, I will tell you the stories like I just did to, to help understand that we all make mistakes. Now, I'm not condoning what I did. And I've never done that again, you know, so far. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to read the Word so it doesn't happen. Amen. And the Lord prevented me from going doing that the other day. But uh, before, I didn't hear God. How many know the volume goes up the more you speed, spend time in the Word? Yes. Yeah. It's very quiet when you don't spend time in the Word. You can't hear the Holy Spirit talk. You can't hear you know, that inner witness telling you, don't do that, don't do that. But the more time you spend in the Word, the louder it gets. And... The other thing is I had people tell me, you know, God's never really talked to me and the Holy Ghost never talked to me. And I said, have you given him any vocabulary to talk to you with? This is the only vocabulary that they talk with. It. The more of this in there, the more he has to pull from because he pulls from inside you. Amen. Just like the cellar that we have before Christ, we still got a cellar full of stuff and it gets purged the more we read this. But sometimes in a, in a tragic situation, we go down in that cellar, don't turn the light on, we grab a jar and open it up. and It's full of all kinds of rotten stuff. And it just comes out. Amen. But the more you spend time in the Word, the, the cleaner that seller's going to get. And the louder he's going to talk and the more he has to say to you. But that's important. If for your life, on a daily basis, the Word of God has to be going in some way, somehow. If it's through listening, that's fine. But there's nothing more powerful than you reading it out loud to yourself. But it has to be going in in order to get something out of it. Amen. Did I read all that that I was going to read? (laughs) I get sidetracked. Um, No, I don't think. I didn't read 10, did I? Uh, With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There it is, what I was talking about earlier. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. So it's important to repeat what you say and what you've read in the word. Repeat it out. Call yourself disciplined and self-controlled. You you were, you were extremely blessed and highly favored. Amen. Uh, Psalms chapter 1. Go back to chapter 1 real quick. I'm going to close. I used to hear preachers say they're going to close, and they close like three times before they actually close. But I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I'm going to try not to do it to you. Psalms chapter 1. Verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So our counsel shouldn't be with anybody but God and His Word. Nor standeth the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And His law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree. Why? Because he's meditating on the Word. Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doth shall prosper. If you want prosperity in your life, spend time with the Word. Spend time with the Word. It's going to be effective. It's going to do the things that you want. It says it will give you the desires of your heart. And I've I've told my church a lot of times when you see the word Lord, I refer to it as the Word because Jesus is the Word. who became flesh and Jesus is Lord. So when you look at that and you change that over in certain Scriptures, you see it's talking about giving praise or uplifting the word when it says Lord, and I tell them to switch that around a lot of times. It don't fit in every scripture, but uh, we know the word was in the beginning. And everything that was created was created by it, by Him, and nothing that was created was created without Him. So, Jesus is Lord, and the word actually is Lord over our life. It's what it's what gives us life. So, refer to when you see the word Lord if it fits. Change it to the word word, the word of God, God's word. Chapter 7, verse 17. I will praise the Lord, or I will praise the word according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. There's a key in, in when you pray, praise him. Praise gives fuel. what you just prayed for. If you look at all the times when the armies of Israel went out before, they sent the musicians and the praise team before the the war, uh, before the battle. And praise inhabits, causes God to inhabit your situation. So I tell people to get the word out, find your situation, read the word, believe the word, pray the word, and then praise him afterward, utilizing the word. And it will cause it to be a speedy Recovery in your life. Now, when I say speedy, it could take a little bit, but you don't give up. You just let patience have her perfect work, and you'll be entirely wanting nothing. Amen. All right, just a couple more scriptures, and I'm done. Ezekiel chapter 22. You get anything tonight? Amen. Chapter 22, verse 16. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Now, this is the Lord. Some of this. A couple of years ago, actually, and it just resonated with me. It says, thou shalt take thine inheritance. How many of you know we got an inheritance with God? In where? In thyself. Your inheritance will come from within you. What you've been believing for is going to come from within you. Why? Because it's the Word of God that's in you, and it's where Jesus is. And you, you, it's going to come from what you bring out of you. So it has to be going in for it to be coming out. It says, And thou shalt take thine inheritance in thyself in the sight of the heathen, the unbelievers, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord thy God. Do you have a different translation? No, Ezekiel 16? 22, 22, 22. Oh, sorry. No, Ezekiel twenty-two sixteen. Yeah. Some translations may not say that. This is the King James. On, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, the, the, the point on this scripture <laughs> is you shall take your inheritance from within yourself. So what you're believing for, what you've been wanting, it's going to come from within. Amen? Amen. And what's going to come within is the word that you've put in. That's going to come out. That's going to cause this thing to happen. Amen. All right. Now let's last scripture. Let's get let's get get to the last scripture. <laughs> Maybe it'll say the same thing in this scripture. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? And I think I've taught on that at our church, and some lady come up after church, one of our members, and said that didn't say that in mine. Um, so I don't know, but. I know the Holy Ghost told me to look at that, and that's what He said. So, (laughs) That's the main part, amen? Romans chapter 12. I think all of you know what this is. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, or brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is just your reasonable service. That's just the reasonable service that you can do. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. What's the sacrifice? By not getting mad at people, calling them stupid. Amen. Uh, reading the Word, speaking the Word over their life, blessing people, not cursing people. He, he's called us to bless, not curse. Amen. That's a sacrifice. And, and just to discipline yourself to get up and, and read the Word when you don't feel like reading the Word. Amen. To, to speak good things when you don't feel like speaking good things. It's a sacrifice. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How do you do that? By the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, it's in your life, and other people are going to see it in, their li- in your life. So it's a witness to it. Some people say, I don't know what the will of God is. I just wish I knew. Well, then read your word. Amen. You'll get a will. You'll get an understanding. God will say, this is what I want you to do. But He can't talk to you if He ain't got any vocabulary to talk with. Amen. Because He talks from within you. He's inside you. And He pulls from what you've stored yourself up with, the word of God. Uh, The same thing, and that's what the Lord told me, I think it was last Sunday. He said, it also works with the devil. If you're not feeding on the word, you're feeding on something. So He's going to pull from within you what you've been feeding on and it's going to come out of your mouth. Amen. So it's going to set in motion the demonic forces and the things that for destruction in your life versus the life-giving and the blessing things. But it's important to read the Word. Amen. Amen. It's the most important thing you can ever do is spend time in the Word of God. Right. Take Him at His Word. That's all He wants you to do. Just believe Him. Trust Him and believe Him. Speak it so He can go to work for you. Amen. The biggest trick is for the devil to keep your mouth shut. Just, just to, to, so you don't get things done. Some, some people, the devil is not going to get to hell. He's content with you going to heaven, but he wants to make you miserable while you're here. Amen? So he's going to try to make you not productive. He knows he ain't going to get you to hell, so let's just make your life non-productive so that other people don't see God's light and God's goodness and His mercy and His grace and what He can do for them because you're so trodden down. Like you said, it's not biblical to be, in, to be poor and in lack. Everywhere Jesus went, I mean, it was prosperity. Amen. So, And He lives inside you, so you should be prosperous. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, all the promises of God. They all belong to you. All those things belong to you, but you've got to be willing to believe and receive them. And you've got to be able to speak them. No matter what the situation looks like, no matter how dark and gloomy it feels, you know who's inside you and you know His Word doesn't fail. And if you speak it and you believe it, it will come to pass. He's never failed me yet. He's never failed me. He's brought me out of many things. Uh, And I wouldn't have what I have today without Him. It's all Him. It's not me at all. It's all Him. I don't take credit for nothing. Amen? Did you get anything tonight? Praise the Lord. Just take it and run with it. Just let the Word of God do its work in your life. And I guarantee you, if you'll just discipline yourself to spend more time, start out small if you have to, you'll see a change every day growing in your life. And you'll see things come to pass like never before. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.